You are now tuned in to the Connecticut Scouter Podcast, or the CSP for short, where we will examine and discuss topics of interest to our families of volunteer leaders. Listen while you work, listen while you drive, listen while you exercise, and scout on with the CSP. Thanks for tuning in. All right, this is the part where I'm going to talk a little bit, and um, I just want to welcome you to the first episode of the Connecticut Scouter Podcast, the CSP, and I'm here with my guest, Ricky Ann Levesque, where she talks now. Is that the real name? Connecticut Scouter Podcast? Or did you just make that up? <laughs> I think I just made it up, but I was okay. talking to... I was talking to um, Fogel about it and he really likes it because now he can make CSP patches yeah and sell them well no I think it's great because initially it was like supposed to be Cub Scout oriented and that makes it open to other things yep. the Connecticut Scouter podcast I, I like that I think uh, that's great all right well let's see how this sounds okay for whatever that means okay we're here with Ricky Ann Levesque not only is she Connecticut Rivers Council's membership growth specialist with a focus on Cub Scouts but Ricky Ann is also a Cub Master. Now, Ricky, you've been doing this a long time, at least seven years. My kids have both been in your pack. Can you tell me some things, what it was like to become a leader for the first time? Well, that's thinking way back. I became a leader when my second son entered Cub Scouts. I remember asking a million questions. I was not a scout myself, and I really didn't know what scouting was all about. Training would have been spectacular. If I knew there was den leader training, most of my questions at that point would have been answered. Now we have training online, youth protection, den leader specific, cub master specific, committee chair and committee member. It's a huge resource and you don't have to leave your house to do it. I wish I knew that these things were available back then. We didn't have a training culture in our pack. Um, years later, when the BSA took girls into the Cub Scout program, as early adopters, Connecticut Rivers required 100% trained leadership to participate. It was a tough sell, um, but we were a family pack and we needed to do it. That's when I uh, really learned what was available. Despite being an employee of the council and having a daughter that was going into scouts, that, that was the period of time where I really saw, geez, how much these leaders have to do. Absolutely. Um, as the Cub Master, I recognized the difference right away. I didn't have to answer so many basic questions. And those basic questions never bothered me. I just figured that it, that's what I needed to do as Cub Master was answer the questions that the leaders had. But once everyone was trained, it upped the level on the questions. Um, it made them different and it made them more intuitive to what we were producing as a program. So everyone benefited. You know, the pack benefited substantially because the focus was less about me trying to train leaders by answering their questions, and it was more about the program that we were providing. Now we're proud to say we're 100% trained. It makes us all better at serving the kids in our community. And that is one of our big goals this year with Connecticut Rivers Council is to make sure that our frontline Cub Scout and, of course, Boy Scout and Scouts BSA leaders are trained 100%. <laughs> All right, we were just discussing how long Ricky Ann has been a Cub Scout leader. We initially said seven years consecutively. Um, 
14 years in total because she's on her second tour of duty as a Cub Master. Now, Ricky, you've been doing this a long time. What are some resources that you would have found helpful when you first started things off as a Cub Master or an adult leader? Well, besides training, I think finding out that we had a commissioner was huge. Uh, this gentleman showed up and he would bring patches and he would bring flyers of upcoming activities and he would offer advice for various challenges we faced. He had clearly been around a long time and he certainly knew what he was talking about. His uh, knowledge seemed to be endless. I really thought that he was scouting, wrapped up in one jovial, chatty, witty fellow. Um, he helped and still helps guide our pack to this day. Having him present and available when we had questions and things we wanted to do that we weren't sure about um, and having his encouragement and his guidance was absolutely priceless. Yeah, our commissioner staff. And I think I know the gentleman you're talking about, Mr. DePietro, who was a commissioner when I was a youth as well. Um, our commissioner staff is great. We want to make sure that in the upcoming year that we have a commissioner for every single scouting unit, whether it's Cub Scouts, Scouts BSA, Venturing, Exploring, or uh, what have you. Um, the commissioner really, to me, embodies like the friend of these organizations, a friend to the unit that can help them match themselves up with resources that they need. Now, speaking of resources, what does the council, the company that we work for, Connecticut Rivers Council, do for your pack? Well, we'll start with what I thought a council was when I first started, which I didn't know. I wasn't sure if it was a physical location or that there were even real human beings there. One day, this DE, district executive, showed up and explained to me who he was from council and that he can provide support to our pack. This was spectacular. This was the greatest news I'd ever heard. We recruited, he gave us flyers and more patches, he answered questions, he arranged opportunities in our community for scouting. By now, I thought only happy, vibrant people were commissioners and DEs. At this point, I'd been in scouting seven or eight years. And, um, you know, thinking back what our pack could have accomplished if I knew that these council resources had existed or that commissioners had existed, his involvement definitely inspired us to reach greater potential. We started doing more in our community and became more visible in a much more positive light. What does our council do today? Um, they offer tremendous support. There's uh, a lot of, there's a lot of, um, I don't want to say push, but there's, there's, there's a lot of resources available to units. You know, we have office staff that will um, deliver things for them. We have recruitment kits. We have um, activity type of situations. We have a whole trailer. We have the Vortex bus that's been entirely rewrapped to look like the giant Cub Scouting mobile to attract people to events. Um, and we're there by telephone, emails, uh, cell phone messages, almost any day, any hour. 
Uh, if one of us is not a light sleeper, you know, you're you're going to get a response back in the middle of the night, too, if you send a message. Um, we're just <laughs> we're there to support our units. And uh, we try to do our best at that. We'll you know, we have generic flyers that we print. We have customized flyers that we print and we will print all those flyers and, uh, you know, touch base with the school districts and make sure that they can go out and get that information to the units. Um, we're there for support for anything additionally they want to do above and beyond recruitment because really, you know, recruitment is one thing, but part of recruitment is retention. And if our programs have a great recruitment, that's fantastic, but they need to be able to retain the kids that they recruit. So that's where the real, what I think the real support comes into our units is helping them sustain their pack the way that they want it to be so that they can further their program in the best way possible. Okay, I agree 100%, especially coming out of the last couple of years where schools were sometimes shut to us and organizations were shut down. Uh, the council did work very hard to give the units and our youth opportunities and things to put on their calendar. If they were not able to uh, scout on in their own communities or with their own organizations, the council tried very hard to continue to offer programs to kind of supplement what the Cub Scouts and the Scouts BSA were doing. All right, Ricky Ann, let's talk about, let's move along and talk about the district now. We have four districts in Connecticut Rivers Council um, territory. We have Charter Oak, we have the Western District, we have the Leaders of the Revolution, and we also have Southeast. Now, I know in addition to being a cub leader, you are also a mega volunteer for the Charter Oak District and have been even before that district was brought into being. You were a member of the training committee. You've helped out with membership. You help out and run some of our programs. Let me know, Ricky, what does the district do to support cub groups and how has the district supported you over the years? Well, initially, I didn't know that the district existed either. I guess I must have really lived in a bubble. Um, at some <laughs> point, you know, the pack was moving along. Numbers were up. Programming was getting better. And now I was looking for other things. You know, what was next? Uh, that same DE invited me to a program launch. Had no idea what that was, but it had program and launch in the title, so it had to be fun. I attended and I met more scouters, ones that volunteered for specific jobs in the district, some that were part of units and did these additional jobs, and some that ran specific activities or held key management positions. The district was essentially, in my eyes, a giant pack. This launch had decades of scouting knowledge and experience wrapped up in these wonderful volunteers' minds, and I had to be part of that so I could learn more. My pack benefited because as I met people, we gained more resources for things we wanted to do with our own program, and we started attending district activities. So right there, that's the key, district activities. These things are fun, too. It's, you know, once once you get going with your pack and things look like they're heading in the right direction, I have found that, you know, just meeting other like-minded individuals in the district it's unbelievable the, ver the variety of things that people know how to do from other towns, other cities, other units, even somebody from, a, from another pack on the other side of town, you know? It is. And I think people, when they're in a pack or, you know, any unit, it can be a Scout BSA unit, they forget maybe that these other people exist or that they think 
everyone operates exactly the same. So these district activities are great because they get to see other units right. and they get to hang out with other kids and other leaders and get ideas about how they do things. And it might be different than how, you know, they're doing it back in their unit, but now there's there's new ideas, you know? It's just like right. this, this giant blender of possibilities and why not partake in that? The volunteers, at the district level, they keep things going, and it's an incredible commitment. Um, they are truly the activities, the advancement, the camping, the membership, the fundraising, and the training that was so newly important to me at that time. The challenges are larger, and they make things happen to keep scouting move forward on a larger level, so everything is working for PACs and troops at the unit level. All right, Ricky, in summary, is there any message that you would like to give our Cub Scout or really any adult leaders out there? Absolutely. I think understanding that there's an entire community of people dedicated to the same philosophy and method is an awesome realization. Scouting has a huge network. And if we can all work together, imagine the magnitude of children's and families' lives that we can positively impact and amazing leadership we could develop for our next generation and more above and beyond. You have been listening to the CSP, the Connecticut Scouter Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Messier, and I wanted to say thank you for tuning in. I hope that you found today's topics exciting, interesting, and helpful. I'm looking forward to being with you again on future episodes of the CSP. Good night, good evening, good afternoon, Connecticut, wherever you are.